Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insights Series. I am your host, Jeff Petowitz, President and CEO of the Petowitz Group. Today, as our guest, we have Jeffrey Roars, who is Chief Marketing Officer of Yext. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Thanks, and I'm very excited about this all Jeff version of the podcast today. I am. I think I'm gonna have a very easy time remembering your name for sure. So we're both basketball fans. So you were just mm -hmm. telling me beforehand you're in Cleveland right now, getting ready for the big game tonight with the Warriors. Yes, as we're taping, it's uh, Game Three uh, versus the Warriors. I'm hoping to uh, stop it from being a sweep, uh, but uh, I'm a realist uh, and a longtime Cavs fan, and uh, it's enough to see the the goat, LeBron James, in one of these Finals games. Always impressive. So uh, you, know, you think about it, you know, as a player, certainly. I mean, he, he raises the game. Um, you know. How do you compare a great player in the NBA to just what do we have to do as marketers? And when we don't have, let's say, a great player or um, this image, what's, what, what do we need to do to promote our brands, our products and services when we don't have that cachet? Well, that's a great question. I've never thought of it in that context before. Um, and I've certainly worked with some great marketing players. Um, but by and large, I think marketing uh, is a is a team sport certainly in, in B2B SaaS uh, just because there are so many key players um, uh, on the court on the field whichever metaphor you want to use and what I have always tried to do is get our team to play up and have kind of this rising tide um, and as you see certain individuals really achieving make sure that folks are understanding why they're achieving that success so that it doesn't breed jealousy, it breeds commitment. And it breeds a desire to improve oneself and one's team. Uh, because ultimately you, you win or you, you lose as a team. Um, you're seeing that with LeBron right now. He's putting up statistics that are you know unheard of in the playoffs, best ever in many instances. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Cavs may go down uh, to Golden State Warriors because they just have better players across the board. Um, one player alone isn't going to win a team game. Yeah, great comparison. So I know, I know I put you on the spot for that one, but I couldn't help it. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> I, I like yeah. that one. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about, you know, because you've been doing this for a while. You've run a lot of different marketing organizations. So as you build a team, besides being good teammates and, 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 and working well together, in 2018, what mm -hmm. skills do you need? How do you build your structure? What's it look like today versus, say, five or ten years ago? Uh, so I think to answer that question, I have to give context about who Yext is and what we do because there's some unique uh, challenges that we have uh, in the marketplace to establish ourselves. Software is a service platform that allows companies to control their brand experience and information across all of the uh, intelligent services that consumers use today in order to drive discovery, decision, and action. So case in point, uh, McDonald's would use us to make sure that all of their individual location information, store hours, menus, all of that information is correct so that a consumer on a smartphone is not only going to find their local McDonald's, but know it's open 24 hours or know that it has this particular special item. And we do that across uh, all industries, uh, particular focus obviously on brick and mortar industries. Uh, but as the game becomes more of a mobile one, discovery is a big part of it. 
and consumers have moved to this world where they're on the phone all the time, and that phone is an extension of their brain and their navigational system. So with that as background, we've carved out a space that we call digital knowledge management. It is not uh, a space that a forester or a gardener has a magic quadrant or a wave around. And so it is an education sale. It is also a paradigm shift because what we're suggesting is that you now need to actively manage this information as a company and directly inject that into intelligent services like Google, like Microsoft Bing, uh, any of the voice assistants, Siri, Apple Maps, Yelp, etc., and that's different than a crawler mentality of search engines. Crawling and building your website is still critically important. We have a pages product to help you, you know, raise up local, uh, uh, local awareness on um, uh, individual locations. But the reason I raise this in the context of your question of structure is, first and foremost, you have to have a team that understands this is not paint by numbers. We are not going into a space where we have equally sized competitors spending equal amount of money to create awareness of the category and the product need. So we have to invest in really good content marketing that adds value and is educational as to this paradigm shift we see. We need to create a, a demand funnel, uh, both on the paid and the organic side, that is driving interest from terms that are the way that people talk about us now, but might not be the way they talk about us in the future because they're analogizing from a world they understand right now, like local search. And local search, people immediately think of a search box, they think of Google, but a lot of searches are now happening in the map function on your phone. They're happening in apps where it's not even search, it's just a service they're providing. Think of like an Uber. And so the team has to be one that is very flexible, an attribute that's incredibly important. I've seen this in uh, both fast-growing companies that I was a part of on the, on the ride up, Exact Target and Yext. You have to be adaptable and not afraid of change. And then you have also got to be pushing yourself to accomplish more uh, each and every day and week that you come in the door. So that's kind of what I look for generally. And if you'd like, I can kind of go into the specifics of the team or, or some of the key roles, but uh, want so, to pause uh, there. All right. So I'm here on flexibility um, initiative, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Good, good teamwork. Um, definitely open to learning fast learning because you're in an adaptive environment, not only for your product, but just modern marketing in general, right? It, it's mm -hmm. adapting very quickly. So, you know, what's your take on as a software company yourself, right? But what's what's your take on the technology landscape? Do we have too much now? <laughs> and and how do you, as a marketing executive, make sense of all this? Sure, it's it's a really interesting question because I view it both as a provider of uh, a software as a service and as a consumer of a variety of Martech products. And there is no question that one. Uh, all, all one needs to do is look at the, the marketing loomscape and realize that this has gotten out of control over 5,000 or 7,000, you know, companies competing for MarTech dollars. Um, and, and what's interesting about that is that we have the wave of consolidation and continues to uh, be a wave of consolidation around the marketing clouds. The idea was, you know, these marketing clouds would provide end-to-end -end solutions. 
And to a degree, in certain parts of the market, they do. But in others, there are still point solutions that work a lot better. So I always like to look at it from our customer's perspective. They are clearly inundated. Uh, they are getting hit up by a variety of, uh, you know, BDR outreach uh, that, that is uh, too voluminous for anybody to handle, let alone respond to. And so you have to, as a marketer in the space, think about how do I cut through the clutter, especially if I'm not from a category that already has a line item on a budget and that regularly goes out to RFP. And so it means that we really have to create customer success stories and promote those that show the value we provide and the problems we solve and, and position them not as here we are in the market texture of all of this stuff, but rather here is a foundational problem that we solve for and how that converts into value for you immediately. Uh, and, and boiling it down and making it very simple and showcasing where that value can be achieved is critical. Then you don't have to think about the 7,000 other different solutions out there. You're focused on, hey, I know we're going to deliver value immediately. Uh, and within weeks or months, you're, you're going to see why you engage Dext. Good answer. So as you, as you build out Dext, what, what are you being measured on? So what, are your, what is your boss hold you accountable for? And then what are you looking for from your team? Sure. So we have a really good partnership with um, our, uh, our counterparts on the revenue side, uh, both in terms of pipeline. So that's, that's going to be the number one thing. How are, we, how are we driving that top of funnel interest? And then how is that converting down into closed one new business? Uh, as with anyone uh, in the space, you're constantly looking to refine your measurements of that, uh, improve seller behavior and the data that you've got in so that you're properly measuring the stages through uh, the pipe, and then also looking to optimize the front end of it to make sure that your media and organic efforts are driving the right kind of leads. But uh, you know, from a uh, from a CEO perspective, uh, our CEO Howard is looking at okay, what is the pipeline throughout, so that we know what is certainly going to close within the quarter, uh, but what is in the wings, and is that getting nurtured appropriately? And our optimization efforts are throughout that funnel. Uh, I think one of the, the one of the areas where we want to kind of close the loop as we look forward is on the media side. So we know what can drive, you know, the leads, but we want to look to the other end of it and say, okay, it's great they drive the leads, but what is the, what's the media that's actually driving to close? And that can be a very difficult thing to measure, of course, because in an enterprise sales cycle, that's a long sales cycle. And sometimes you'll have staff turnover or other things from the time you run media or you drive leads through organic sources to the time something closes. Uh, and so we're really building those processes that transcend individuals, hopefully so that we can begin to get some of those insights. Uh, but pipeline is the, is the main thing uh, that we're, we're certainly measured on. Pipeline's a good thing for everyone to be measured on for sure. <clears throat> Indeed. So um, as you build this out, what would you say are some of your top challenges that you're facing and how are you addressing them? Sure. So as I mentioned, the first one was the, the category uh, question of how do we engage uh, analysts to create awareness about ourselves, uh, our product, the need we serve, and the category we believe we're building. And uh, there, that was, a, that was a critical hire that I brought on board uh, someone I've been pursuing for a couple of years I'd worked with in a past life and she came on board recently and we've really 
double down in our outreach to analysts to have conversations and just help them understand, hey, we're very much a real thing. We went public last year. We're growing at a decent clip. Um, consumers are seeing value. We have a, a great stable of brands. Uh, and what's been fascinating about that conversation is that the analysts all get it. It's just it doesn't it doesn't fit necessarily in their current model. It's analogous. In fact, we've mapped. <clears throat> if we go back to your Martech question, we've mapped over 15 different Martech categories that we touch upon, and yet there's not one where it's it's completely inclusive of us. But we don't let that slow us down. But that that role of bringing um, this individual in. To really run that, to build those relationships, has been a very, very critical investment for us, because that goes to not only driving inbound interest from enterprise leads through analysts, it also goes to brand recognition and appreciation of the product value, and so that there are conversa- conversations happening uh, outside of our earshot that are beneficial to the brand. Uh, another key area of investment that has been in our our marketing operations and demand team, and we did a major restructuring of that team last year to align it with new peers that were coming in on the revenue side, owning, you know, pipeline from that revenue perspective, owning uh, some of our go-to-market teams, but uh, really in charge of thinking about it from a, uh, a revenue perspective as opposed to a marketing perspective. And I'm really proud of the work that team has done because uh, it, is, it has helped us uh, improve our view into performance. It's improved uh, performance overall. And I think it's also improved kind of our culture because it gives us greater recognition as a marketing organization into how everybody's contributions impact uh, our business in terms of new business renewals, happy partners, happy customers. So, you know, those two roles on the analyst relations side and the marketing operations really key. Um, and while it's not a new role, uh, the very first hire I made when I joined three years ago was a colleague that I worked with at Exact Target and Salesforce, and uh, she had impressed me when she was an intern six or seven years prior at Exact Target, and she had grown up in the field marketing ranks. She had actually gone over to the sales side for a period of time in the Salesforce era to run field marketing for many of the top accounts, and I brought her over as a VP of revenue marketing. Uh, to do owned events, sponsored events, field events, a lot of our internal events. And then she also owns much of the conversation um, and connectivity with uh, her peers on my marketing core team because her team is aligned so closely with revenue, talking with the regional teams on a weekly basis to understand what they need. And so that role, I'm very glad that was the first hire because field marketing is critical on the enterprise side of the business to create those relationship opportunities. And I've I've said it in many interviews that I've done, but I firmly believe it, that the B2B sale is a far more emotional sale than B2C because your job is on the line. And in light of that, anything that gives you an opportunity to get together face-to-face, build a relationship, say, I can trust this person, I can trust this company, uh, creates not only the initial sale opportunity, but uh, the long-term retention and loyalty opportunity. All said. So, uh, last question. Uh, finish this sentence. A year from now, I want X to be. Ah, uh, that's a. Oh wow! There's so many words that I could put in there. Uh, a year from now, I want X to be recognized as one of the most innovative 
and uh, value-producing uh, MarTech providers available today. All right. Well said. Thank you so much. Uh, good luck tonight. I, I, I hope the Cavs got yeah, one thanks. for you. <laughs> uh, either way, I'm sure well. LeBron's going to bring it. Yeah, I hope they can do it. I mean, I think a, a seven-game series is infinitely more exciting for uh, uh, for everybody, except, I guess, Golden State fans. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Um, either way, it's, uh, it's great to be back, going with friends, and uh, get to see some amazing players take the court. Well, Jeffrey, thanks again for being on the program. really appreciate it. Thank you very much.